Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, I'm Maureen. I'm Amanda. I'm Shelby. I'm Bethany. I'm Josh. Tonight we are discussing The Resident Season 5, Episode 17, and later on we'll be discussing part of the final chapter of This Is Us. The Resident this week is called The Space Between, which is a cute little kitschy title, I thought. Nice. It was. Yeah. No, I was going to say, let's start with Gigi's friend, Peter. Like, by the way, I mean, so freaking cute. She's cute. Oh my, I mean, like her and Peter cute. both. I just cannot get over them, but Gigi's Gigi really cute. helped everyone see the bigger picture this week. I mean, this was a huge Gigi episode and I loved it. Yeah, I, I love the way it started out with, uh, you know, Dr. Gigi, Paige, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes. She's learning fast. I mean, they, they just literally took the adorable level from like, you know, 100 to 1,000, like super fast there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievably cute. They put on a tweet some, today that said something along the lines of, let's be honest, we'll do anything for Dr. Gigi or for Gigi or something like that. Like, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I think that's going to be the nickname from here on out, Dr. Gigi, I think. <laughs> I think it should be. If they don't give her like a little lab coat or something like that, they're going to miss out on a huge. <laughs> cute would that be a tiny little stethoscope little doctor bag oh my goodness we're just i'm sure she already has one (laughs) uh, the resident uh you know daycare uh resident right yep (laughs) yeah no she's actually helping out her friend and i think was pretty cool i think you know she's learning a lot from from conrad i mean i think she's picking up on different things and uh maybe it's genetic she kind of maybe has his instincts mm-hmm. you know you know he, he catches on to yeah. things and here she is catching on to you know um you know her friend being sick and then of course i love the way he kind of just he's like okay like two seconds in yep have her have his dad meet us in the er you know he's like we're on this fast you know mm-hmm. he yeah picked up on it really well i i thought i, I didn't know where it was going to go i was like is this appendicitis that's what or- i was thinking that's you know, what, that was where my went my where my mind went to was appendicitis. You know, it's it's such a common thing for kids. You know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. that's, that's always what happens, and then it always gets to the point because as a kid you don't really say anything. You know, if your stomach's hurting, you know, you probably want to just keep playing. You know, you don't. Yeah. You don't want to do anything, and I guess it's kind of what happened here too. Yep. You know, kind of yeah, was upset, maybe complained, and Gigi caught you know caught on, but. Uh, I don't think he was at the point where it was anything major other than his dad thought it was separation anxiety. How sad is that story? Oh, I know, right? No child should ever be made to feel like they're going to be abandoned at any moment. There's no, nothing, nothing that should ever convince a parent to do that to a child ever. I get the mom was and had a drug problem, but oh my gosh, that's, that's devastating. I hate that storyline. I know. It was so sad, but the dad was... Yeah. so great mm-hmm. i mean just really like for i think for a couple of minutes i was like uh, do we trust him is he okay but i mean probably after a minute i was yeah i was like no this this is a good guy okay 
Yeah, me too. At first, I was kind of like, uh oh, you know, is this a, you know, if it's not appendicitis, you know, is this a neglect thing? You know, what's going yeah, on here? Yeah. Yeah. But then I realized I, I was actually kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, and I was like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Gunner is going to, you know, figure some mm-hmm. that. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, no, this guy's being exactly the dad he needs to be, you yeah. know, and as best as he can. It was kind of, it was kind of, uh, how do I say, um, I don't say rewarding, but it was just kind of nice to see, you know, mm-hmm. so, so good. You know? And it's kind of miraculous that this mom left them only three months ago and this dad is handling it that well. I mean, yeah. he's clearly, he's clearly worried for his son, but he's worried about him emotionally, which you don't see a whole lot in the shows. It yeah. was nice. It was refreshing to see that, to see a dad who cared genuinely for the mental state of his son so much so that that was the first thing he told the doctors. Yeah. Was, yeah. This is a problem. He yep. was, was uh, how do I say, articulate enough to, to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it was only three months, so it had just happened, you know, so it's something that, you know, it's kind of like the elephant in the room, you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it's pressing if there's changes in, 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 in anybody, you know what I mean? It's, it's because of that, you know, it kind of seems. And then, of course, they do all those blood tests and then everything starts changing and it's like, oh boy, okay, this guy's got something even more wrong with him. Because it was so funny when, when he said, oh, the blood test came back and there's no, you know, bacteria or, you know, whatever else like that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, definitely not a appendicitis, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, so, where goes all our theories? <laughs> <laughs> the one I had. It's the one. <laughs> that was literally as far as my brain went to. It's appendicitis. That's it. Solved it. Done. That's, that's as far as my Same. Head. Literally same. There was no other explanation in my head. I believe you like, girls. Nope. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm okay. Let's dig deep to all my <laughs> medical knowledge. <laughs> the only way I was pulled that from was the episode of Gilmore Girls when Luke's daughter has it and they push <laughs> on the stomach and then they're like, I was literally April Nardini lying in a hospital bed. I'm like, there he is. That's <laughs> what's going on here. It's appendicitis. What else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> so <on> the rest- <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, me and Shelby have a lot of Grey's Anatomy training as i like to call it so we're pretty knowledgeable in medical cases <laughs> i'd say that's fair i mean i was in nursing school too and i was an emt so okay, where did you learn- actually qualified <laughs> where did you learn more grays or there you go that's the crew grays grays <laughs> That's only because Grey's has 18 plus seasons. <laughs> we were interviewing uh, Tasso and I said something along the lines, I asked him the question, something along the lines of, so do you find that you can diagnose yourself now as, a, if, you, as if you're an actual doctor? And he was like horrified at that question. No, I'm kidding though. I know, I know you don't really think you're a doctor. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, don't do that, people. Don't diagnose yourselves on these shows. <laughs> so I think it was, I said, well, now that I watched The Resident, now I know I feel like I know all these things that are wrong with me. And he was like, mm, what? <laughs> I feel that it's As you have cancer. I called it. <laughs> Fair, I thought I had cancer at least 40 other times in my life, and I didn't. <laughs> I was right one of the 40. No. It's all that really matters. Exactly. Now I can claim it. Exactly. Anyway, the one thing that I will, I, I have a tiny complaint, and it's like, I know that we talk about how we want our shows to be exciting. We want it to be like edge of our seat kind of thing. 
and I, we don't want so much blatant reality that we just see sadness and destruction because that's what reality is right now, unfortunately. We don't yeah. want that in our shows. We do want some reality in there. So it feels like you're act, you can actually believe it. You can actually immerse yourself in it. So I know that we complain about that a lot, but I wish that the last few episodes, there'd been something that they called a unicorn. This week it was called a zebra. Like these super, 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 super crazy random things. And I know that Conrad is a master diagnostician, but the way he would diagnose and the things that they come up with were a little more believable before. And I feel like now they're just thrown in super rare things that don't make sense. And then they're talking us through it rather than showing us what it is. Yeah. So it just is like, it's almost becoming monotonous. And I don't, I don't want to say that because I love that show. I love this show and I love it. I love that Conrad does what he does, Mm -hmm. but I wish not every week had him coming up with some fantastically, amazingly beyond rare thing that they had to talk us through. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think when you do that too often, like you said, it just becomes monotonous. You, you just I felt like this episode kind of just sailed through, right? Yeah. Like there was some crazy up and downs. I mean, we'll talk about, you know, some other things here after a while, but it just kind of felt like it just kind of was like, I don't want to say a bridge episode because I think there was a lot that happened in this episode, mm-hmm. but it really did just kind of feel like you were just sailing through. It was just yeah. kind of what we had I actually binged this episode and and episode before, so we watched them at the same time. Okay. And I just felt like the episode before, I don't know why, I just felt like it was a little bit more. I don't want to say interesting is not the word, but it was just I don't know. It just kind of had a different pace to it. This kind yeah. of kind of episode coming from you know from the last one, but uh, you know I know I mean obviously I, I like you said they're trying to throw some you know what do they call them unicorn zebras out there some some crazy stuff because then all of a sudden the kid's brain is swelling and to me that was what was kind of funny too because it was like okay so we're moving on from the basics to okay now he's got something else wrong and then all of a sudden it's just like he's seeing double and i'm thinking oh maybe he's just nauseous because he needs glasses you know it's like he's sitting there going you, you really have two heads you know don't worry you thought that i thought oh brain tumor there he goes <laughs> thinking you know the kids undiagnosed with you know astigmatism <laughs> it's hoping for the best here I'm, guys i like that you go the cheery route while <laughs> i go worst case scenario <laughs> i was thinking just put some contacts on this kid and we're ready contacts. To- <laughs> contacts. skip the glasses go right to the hard stuff exactly <laughs> that's yeah. the edgy part well, literally every single one of us on here is wearing glasses, which is I know I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was really redeeming about this episode though, and about this zebra disease that Conrad picked out was that it was Gigi who helped him get there. Yep. Diagnosis. Like her- she pretty much diagnosed him. I'm just saying. Oh, because of their lunched. I'm <laughs> not their lunched. Like I, this is every time I say the word lunch now, it's how I'm gonna say it. <laughs> is that how she says it? He added like, yeah, like lunched. Like I didn't even notice that. So cute. Yeah. (laughs) She's gonna say lunch, like she added a little extra. (laughs) I mean, that kid could read just about anything to me, and I would be like, oh. I know. Like that was the cutest line I've ever heard her say. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Like have her and Morgan Freeman just reading the dictionary. Yes, that's the next audiobook that uh, Audible is going to come out with. It's Morgan Freeman and Remy 
<laughs> reading the dictionary. <laughs> That's amazing. I just got the audio like visual. In my- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be stuck there all night too. That's all you're gonna hear is their voices. Absolutely, one hundred. No, but but you're right. She did help with the the diagnosis, you know. And of course, Billy's got to step in, and you know, yeah, uh, she takes her job kind of seriously. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, when they're, I mean, obviously they're getting ready to, you know, relieve this pressure, I guess, from the swelling and everything like that. And like, she's ready to go. I mean, mm-hmm. and I get it. It's 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 brain swelling. I mean, you know, you don't stop that. Bad things are gonna happen. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know it was a huge jump. I mean, it was just like all of a sudden this kid's seeing double, and now he's on an operating table. You know, you know, with his skull half open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't see, we didn't watch him put the drain tube in, but we know that they did it. No, well, yeah, they did the uh, yeah the small one, of course, and then we're going to do the full full drill. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny. It was the the perfect timing. And of course I know it's scripted, but but it was it was very well done I think in that case where it was kind of like um I don't know why I just kind of felt like Gigi was like saying, "Well, I don't know why this is important, but I just have a feeling it's important." Mm-hmm. You know? and, and I think that I again of course obviously it's scripted, but I feel like that's more of them trying to say that hey, you know what? She's got the same instinct as her dad. Mhm. She's got that that gut feeling, you know, here and there. Yeah. And like you said, the the they lunched, you know, and helped them figure a little lunch story. That was just so cute. I know. I loved it when she started solving the puzzle, kind of like how Conrad does some weeks, where you can like mm-hmm. see him like talking out the problem and yeah. the resolution. And that's kind of how Gigi was doing it. Mm-hmm. It was I, can, I really did enjoy that parallel between them two. But yeah. like you said, it was just a little bit unbelievable. <laughs> but Mitch. I mean, overall, I thought it was cute. I did like when she was telling Conrad that because Conrad, one of the things that we like so much about Conrad is not that he's just good at diagnosing, but he takes every piece of information that people are giving him, even if it's not about, mm-hmm. even if it's not like specifically related to the case, he takes it all in and he like analyzes every piece of information. Yeah. And Matt Zuki does a good job of displaying that. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I liked is that his character, we see that a lot rather than we're told a lot in this. Yeah. That was my complaint last week was with him and when he was talking about grieving Nick. Well, we didn't see you grieve Nick. So we're just being told that you're grieving Nick again. Like, show me. Yeah. And this week when Gigi was telling him all this stuff, you could see the wheels turning because he would stop and he would look at something and he would like do the squinty thing with his eyes where he's thinking about it. So it was nice. It was nice to see him recognizing that his not just dismissing what Gigi says but analyzing every piece of information she's giving him Mm -hmm. i think it was good as far as like you know the classic conrad reaction even Mm -hmm. though it had a little bit more it was a unicorn but it was a good way to see him in that action yeah you you know and and i know you also about his nonverbal. you know you could just see it because Gigi was involved it just meant so much more to him yeah it was level you know it was Gigi's best friend he wasn't just doing this for a patient or a friend he was mm-hmm. doing it for Gigi so like he was yeah. putting that as well and so that was cool to see you know and I think that you know intensified you know everything that everything was just heightened because of that you know yeah yeah that's a good point because I I, I do think that he probably 
paid more attention because mm -hmm. it was Gigi. Yeah. And she's I with mean, him every day. Yeah. Another, he would have, you know, not paid attention to any other patient coming to him. But it's like, you know, he's got to know his daughter. You know what I mean? So if she's mm -hmm. telling him something, he's picking up on it. You know, it's just like, hey, this is serious or, you know, there's, you know, something here to this, you know, where he can, yeah. you know, and unconsciously vibe. And there is two other things that we learned about Conrad. There's, I don't mean to keep bringing up Gilmore Girls. I don't know if it's just because it's Matt or what, but in Gilmore Girls, when um, Lorelai and Christopher get together, remember his stepsister voice? It's like, I have an awesome stepsister voice when he's talking about reading the books to his Gigi. Yes. And that's the exact voice Matt used when he was talking to Peter when he was in the MRI machine. Like it, all I could hear was Christopher Hayden's voice doing the stepsister's shoe. That's all I could hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was for Chris's Gigi. So just kind of that just kind of for me. But the other thing is that when um, he came down to the nursery, nope, daycare, and the teacher said, usually when I text you, it's for something fun. So they're still in a relationship, clearly. So that's yes. still ongoing. And that was something that we we hadn't seen her. So we just kind of thought it was going to fall off. But they're still trying to weave that in at some level. Weave yeah. that in. I mean, they mentioned him a few weeks ago with whenever him and whenever Conrad and AJ were working out. That's probably more than a few weeks ago now in my head. I'm saying a few weeks ago. So, but they mentioned her there. But yeah, I mean, we really haven't seen anything. <clears throat> since then I, I didn't i didn't catch that I, I i didn't realize that she had said that i mean i did but i didn't realize that that's why she'd say that so that yeah. that's yeah because i i do feel like they're trying to get him to to kind of move on in some way but i just wish they would would show it a little bit better you know other yeah. things. that's yeah. not surprising you know exactly and maybe that's why he's probably having another wave of grief because he's starting to move on and it's just another mm -hmm. real second loss of nick but we're not <laughs> all of that yeah. you know bits and pieces here and you know yeah so they haven't shown that to us and, and i'm hoping that they'll eventually take some time to kind of focus on that aspect too you know you have the patient of the week you have the mystery of the week but then you also need to kind of like make sure that you're following all the aspects of the characters too. that we fall in love with yeah. mm -hmm. maybe that's why it's fallen a little flat for me is because we aren't seeing any of their personal outside time we haven't seen them in weeks yeah. it's just patient care that's it and well it's that's an interesting aspect i don't understand dr lingo and i don't like medical shows because i particularly like seeing blood and surgeries it kind of grosses me out I like the resident because of the characters that they've created and the relationships that we've watched them form through this high tense situation. And I yeah. don't think we're getting enough of them relationally. No, and I think, see, I think a lot of times too, when you get a, when you have a show like this, you do set yourself up for uh, not failure, but it's like for, how do I say, disappointment or lack of expectation sometimes especially when you call out the resident, right? You know, you're following a resident that's no longer a resident. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. So you sometimes have to kind of weave your way around, yeah. things, you know, and, and hopefully have a good outcome, you know? And then of course, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I really feel like this show took a huge, uh, and, and I know we've mentioned this before in other podcasts, but I just really feel like this show took a huge hit because of COVID. I mean, I think that's, yeah. I think it's pretty evident. I think it's still pretty evident, you know, and, and who knows 
you know, if it'll ever kind of catch back up, you know what I mean? That's kind of, that's kind of how I feel. I don't yeah. know if that's, but that's kind of, kind of what I'm, I'm sensing, you know. Part of the new normal and you have to try to make your way back to the old normal, which you'll never be at again, but at least have a new equivalent of that, you know. Yeah. So but, while you know. all of that was happening at the hospital, Devin took the other residents on a field trip. Yeah. Home. So someone explain to me why that happened. I don't understand well, this at all. Before we get into that, though, can we just give a shout out to Vicki Lawrence, though? I mean, yes. is it yes. wonderful? I mean, mm-hmm. I was just like, what I saw, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's mama. What do you know her from? I'm curious, because we had this discussion last week. Yeah, I know her as Mama from, what is it? The, oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mama's family? Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, so I, I, thought it, I thought she did an excellent job. I mean, I thought it was so cool. But yeah, Mama's family, shout out to, to Vicki Lawrence. But the, the field trip, I think, was the objective of it was... I guess maybe what happened is to try to get more residents and you know interested in geriatric care. Is that something that happens though? That you just take your residents on a field trip to your nursing home? <laughs> I guess I they want to. <laughs> I think it's because Kit had her friend there. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They mm-hmm. were going to visit. <laughs> I forgot her friend. Still, it's <laughs> weird to take your whole resident team over there. Like, what if we're needed in the hospital? <laughs> Yeah, they never learning. do that in Grace. No. I think never. it was because of Kit's friend. So if he wasn't living there, they probably would have either, you know, met him some more. He probably would have come to the hospital and, and yeah. met him. But since he didn't have that ability, I think they came to him. But yeah, <laughs> the little, little, uh, in the bus and everything, I felt like they're going to have juice boxes or something after their field trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bell, Kit, and Devin with him. So, I mean, that was, yeah. that's the. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, it was a little bit weird to me because all of a sudden, like, Devin was so, like, all about G- um, geriatric geriatric care. And I'm like, where we have literally never heard him talk about this before. Like, where did all this love all of a sudden Maybe come it was from? about him getting them to love it rather than him actually loving it. But where did that come? I just, this is what irritated me about well, this week. It's just because I felt like it came out of nowhere and it wasn't relevant but i do have to say i think that they did that because we're fighting farm from the pharmaceutical yeah that's i think that was the entryway but it was just it felt odd that devin was so like pushing all of a sudden like they maybe should have like led up to it maybe maybe mentioned like a comment or two in the I think weeks. he was probably so how do I say so gung ho about it is because of his because of his dad. Oh yeah. So, I forgot his I, dad. That's true, yeah, because he passed away and you know he felt that he didn't get the care that he needed. So maybe if somebody was out there advocating for him, then maybe he would have had the care that he needed. So, it could have been. And I think I, I just took it as okay, this is just the next step in their learning. So it's like, okay, here's a group of residents and, you know, we've seen them in other previous episodes handling different things. They've been on the floor in the ER and I'm like, okay, so this is just the next fold, like their next aspect of learning. You know, it's like, like yeah. a kid, okay, I went to math class. Now I'm going to history class. You know, I just kind of took it that way. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it just may be because 
it was just something to cover because they're still looking like he was going to be what a primary care mm-hmm. but you know they still have their options open they're still looking at different avenues that they could take so I just took it as hey this is their way of like here's an option that's open for you you know and then maybe mm-hmm. next week we're going to look at this other option and see I don't know <laughs> that makes sense admittedly this is the longest I've ever watched a medical show so I have never seen this happen before, but I, this is also the only medical show I've invested five years into. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe this does, maybe this happens more than I realize it happens. It just, it just was like field trip, weird. <laughs> a lot of medical shows, but I have never actually seen them take a field trip to a nursing home. I've seen them, I think I've seen episodes of shows where they've gone to nursing homes for certain reasons, but never just a field trip. I will have to say that. I mean, I don't watch Grace though, so maybe if it happens there, I mean, I don't know. And I haven't seen all of ER, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, ER, that's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe that's why their reaction is kind of crazy too, because they're like, we're going somewhere. And then they get there, they're like, oh, we've been played. So maybe that's why they were acting that way too. Like, this is not natural, this is not normal. And why is this happening? You know, because it's supposed to not be such a normal outing. You know, it was something strange and out of the ordinary you know but then of course once they get there you know it's it makes a little bit more sense to them you know here's this really respected colleague kit's friend you know it's they're more than just colleagues you know you can definitely tell that you know bell kit and this gentleman are all really good friends and he's got a lot of wisdom to impart you know unfortunately he's already at the stage where he's you know in this facility but you know he's still helping them and and you know being a doctor and and we get to see them there in his nice little i'm thinking like boy this is a nice place to eat <laughs> it's like it look good and then you get to meet you know the amazing vicky lawrence just shows up which was just such an amazing surprise to just see her there I, I wasn't expecting to see her so that was really cool and the whole time you're thinking okay they're they're here to get you know knowledge from him but it's the resident right it's never gonna just end right there and, and he's already ill so something's gonna happen and I'm already bracing myself for you know something horrible medically to happen to this guy and then all of a sudden out of the blue you know, there goes Vicky Lawrence and I was excited I'm like oh man she's so young and spry and you know she's gonna you know we don't have to worry about her and then both all of a sudden out of the blue there she goes definitely a scary surprising moment I was not expecting it you know, that was a little bit of real moments. I'm, I'm sad that Vicki Lawrence died, but I felt something when that was happening. Yeah. It's been a while since that happened on the show because again, I feel like it's a lot of telling that showing. So they got us invested in this character and it was an excellent actor to get us invested into because we all yes. love Vicki Lawrence. So when she died, I actually felt sad, which should be the goal of that. And I, it was it was a little bit of reality, but it was mixed with feeling and a, and a new thing to fight. So, yeah. It's yeah to see that you know and they were late. I, I, I think the purpose that it served was you know this new resident, and of course I kind of feel like he's now that Trevor's gone. It's almost like he was almost the value of Trevor of being arrogant and then having to learn mm-hmm. the lesson through losing his first patient. You know here he was so arrogant, you know, and, and she's not worth my time. I'm gonna go find Doctor Austin and then his him. thing though. I need to point out his thing was not that he was arrogant; is that he thought he was too stupid. Oh yeah, and that's that's, that's been the running thing with him since the very beginning. Even Trevor mocked him about being too stupid. Yeah, but he still didn't put the care into that 
patient, you know, it's almost like, even though he, he did think of it the opposite, like he was not, you know, mm-hmm. hard enough to carry, but he could have at least said, Hey, you know what? Not because I feel this way, but this patient is deserving and, and maybe I'm not good enough for her or how can I do this so that my, you know, where I'm hindered doesn't affect her. You know, it just was kind of like, a, and he was probably just frustrated with himself, but it was just a moment of, you know, I'm just going to walk away from her, you know, or, or the word Devin used, I think was dessert, you know, that you deserted, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so he was willing to desert her for whatever reasons they were, you know, so to see him come from that. And then of course, you know, to come through that whole episode at the end, you know, he just did a complete turnaround, mm-hmm. you know, so, and he was really good at portraying that too. Cause you could see it as his mind was changing from A to B, you know, yeah. and all of that and 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 um you know diagnose her and from not caring and then going through all of this with the medication and in Devin convincing him and I think that was kind of like almost um a resolution of Trevor being gone mm-hmm. and now you get a new resident that you get to see that same kind of uh transition with you know you get to yeah. see him make that leap they really took us down a rabbit hole with that medication Oh yeah, that was something else. I mean, I thought it was going to have a bigger payoff. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that they were trying to work all that out, and I was going to be like, "Oh, they're going to find the one key, you know, and it's going to be this, this, and this, and this, and this." And then, of course, it ended up not being the medication at all. Yeah. You know, it was it's like stupid doctors and the medication unfortunately though I think that that happens a lot like Mm -hmm. in real life um I know like from working in nursing homes and stuff a lot of times one the caregiver of the worst off person usually passes away first and then the worst off person usually dies like shortly after that because that person was taking care of them Mm -hmm. and the whole medication thing like a lot of times especially in nursing homes now granted this is a tv show but especially in nursing homes like if you have like behavior issues or like if you complain about something one time they just get drugs for you and then like you're on them and then no one's checking up on you like after that because you're not going to the doctor regularly because you're in a nursing home and they're supposed to be the ones checking on you a lot of people fall through the cracks in nursing homes which is really unfortunate it is cool to hear that yeah to see that at one point i was thinking man of course depends on environment and, and yeah you know as, as simple as is this but when i heard that i was like man i think i'd go to somebody for help like instead of just taking the next drug and the next drug i would have stood up and be like well, wait a minute like can i is there a different approach can i fix this through diet like let me change my diet let but me at a certain point too when you're older you exactly. just don't want to keep going back there so you're just going to do whatever they tell you my grandma had the same thing she wasn't a nursing home but she they just kept giving her stuff to you're old. We can't keep doing surgery. And we can't keep doing this. My grandma had like 15 surgeries in her life from a car accident that when my dad was five and she had like several surgeries and there came a point where like, we can't keep trying to fix you. So we're just going to, and they we're just going to treat the symptoms. We're just going to try to make you feel better. You're old. So your life is not as important. And that was kind of what it felt like first. So she stopped going. But at that point, because they refused to do anything else, it was, I'm just going to do what you tell me because I need, I need to feel better. Yeah. Well, and I think people trust doctors more than they should. And yeah, I think that 
people of a certain age or from a certain generation trust them even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you come from a from a generation that that you know how do I say there was less you know um, Google. Yeah, less Google, <laughs> a lot less Google, and a lot more honest people. You know, in general, and probably a lot more honest doctors that weren't trying to you know, push a certain medicine or push a certain surgery that would get them paid more or, you know, there's a lot of aspects from that uh, that weren't there. And so you trusted them, you know, there, there was doctors that were in it simply because they cared and, you know, and there's still a lot of them. I mean, they're probably the majority, mm-hmm. but not everybody, you know, and sometimes that happens. And just like you're saying, some in the in nursing home, you get, you, people get neglected. And I think that you know, sometimes if a doctor's, you know, sees a hundred, you know, hundred people, mm-hmm. they're not giving the same attention, you know, that they would for, you know, somebody else, you know, or somebody, another, a regular visit, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's just devastating to see that. And I think it kind of piggybacks off of the previous week's episode, you know, with their pastor friend and he has this doctor who is obviously crooked, you know, and, and so he goes, he has a situation and then now you see it's like almost a different form. Maybe they had different intentions, but you're seeing it here, you know, they're just, as we're saying here, take this medicine, take that medicine and just kind of pushing her along. And, you know, it's devastating to see that, but it, of course it kind of brings attention to that. And as it did for you know, this new resident and Devin to help realize that, that he, he final, you created somebody who's willing and able to advocate for geriatrics that wouldn't have before that was willing to walk away. And now suddenly he's convinced to see the whole picture and to really pay attention to what's going on and how Mm -hmm. how to truly help this person instead of just, you know, masking it, but, you know, finding a cure, which he did. Yeah. genuinely genuinely felt bad for him though when he came around the corner he's like i'm so excited to tell him i can't wait we're gonna save her and he was too late. like i genuinely felt oh. bad for him they just kept I, talking I felt- and you can see bell bell and-, and aj were just like AJ just oh, like man. okay just stop talking <laughs> oh not having to bring it's a rare moment when you see aj not willing to burst someone's bubble yeah. but aj was like man i don't want to say anything yeah because <laughs> It was like a new doctor was born in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. and he, had, he found what was wrong. He knew how to help her and it was an easy fix and she was going to live, you yeah. know, and it, it just adds to the tragedy of, of the situation, but it also adds to the awareness. So that, yeah, that it doesn't happen again to the next mm-hmm. person and he's just gonna, you know, how many lives in the future will be saved by that doctor because he went through that experience. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to say that, but you know, it just was just heartbreaking and of course it it kind of balanced out you know here's the child that was going you know you're thinking is he gonna die you know even Gigi's like is he gonna die Mm -hmm. and Conrad this and then you're holding out hope for Vicki Lawrence you're like oh she's gonna be fine it's the resident they're gonna save her and and even in the way they showed the ER from showing one Mm -hmm. you know I did like that transition there by the way me too yes it was so cool to see it it was like both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. don't know which way it was going to go until the very end you know one, one was life and one was death you just didn't know and, and I think it was a little bit unexpected because they were yeah. towards Vicki Lawrence surviving and then it was just heartbreaking in that moment it was pretty crazy 
That's a good point. That was kind of like a like a flip flop, you know, like you said, opposite ends of the spectrum. There it was kind of, you know, it, it was a neat transition, and I don't, obviously they haven't done that before, but I guess it did kind of have some meaning. It wasn't just uh, yeah, just to look cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that a lot of the things that they do in terms of cinematically and directorially, I, they do have a lot of meaning. I think that's one thing that the resident, not it is one of the things. That the resident is good at is having those those little nuggets that are well my like i say nonverbal things but i think that that's a really good yeah. point with that and well, you I also agree. see the difference in the in the room with peter it was billy's like i'm gonna cut in connor's like wait and then you see in the room with gloria it was bell saying i can't do this aj i need you to come in so there's that tension in both the two people who are involved in the care and you saw that aspect of it too yeah. The other thing that I enjoyed too is, you know, the evolution of Bell because mm-hmm. he admitted that he couldn't take care of that. He called someone else in mm-hmm. and him and AJ, they were kind of on the rocks for a while too, yeah. if I remember right. I don't know if they've made up or not now because weren't they both going for the same position or something? They were, but once that position went away, they were fine with each other again yeah. because okay. it was, Kit was going to give it to Billy and that's what AJ and Bell bonded over. Was that one? Oh, early? yeah. But either way, he admitted that he couldn't do mm-hmm. it. And, you know, when the when the whole show first started, he kind of felt like he was Superman, which was yeah. where his downfall was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, seeing him actually admit that and calling someone else in was really nice, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've always just I think that's one of one of the favorite redemption stories that I've ever seen. I don't think a show has ever gone that far in showing a redemption story. And I think it's absolutely incredible to see that, you know, now he's mm-hmm. the caring character instead of the villain and, you know, taking down the villain any way you can. You yeah. Know, and in this case, they took the villain out, but you still got Belle, you know, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I really love a good redemption story. And this actually allowed bell to have a positive relationship you know with mm-hmm. the rest of the cast and you'd before, before he was their enemy now he's their friend he's he's like family you know and speaking of relationships and family you got leela and padma and their story they're ready to look for a donor and it's a uh, kind of a scary moment <laughs> you cannot get over this storyline this is it's wild find a this, different way to be an adult this is cracking I mean, me up but, you know that could have been hey if, if dr nolan had to get involved if it got to that point <laughs> precautionary you gotta be oh rethinking gosh. a lot of things you got i mean i mean not just a few things i mean a lot a thing mm-hmm. which when she pulled dr dolan in <laughs> my favorite is when she's French. like think about it he's like wait think about what <laughs> no idea what's going no idea what he just helped do <laughs> so i um I was a little bit mixed up by this because Jeanette took it that they were trying to get Dr. Nolan to donate no. his stuff. And I and I thought that they were like making an example out of him. That's that exactly it they was... were. Okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because they wanted Padma was saying, see Leela, he could have the perfect bio that you're really interested in, but it's someone like Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which I mean, Nolan's awesome. 
Yes. All the examples though were just killing me. <laughs> I will you say, speak uh, French. <laughs> what, what did he say? Je suis Rosetta Stone. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Oh my like, okay. Trombone prodigy. Hey, I got a standing ovation at my ninth grade recital. Or was it fifth grade? I think it was fifth grade. Ninth grade. Was it ninth grade? Okay. I think it was ninth grade. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard during that whole part. You're six, you're six three. Well, I have to slouch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so for all the things that I said I, that are bugging me about these, there were several times in this episode where I laughed out loud, and Nolan was a big part of that. Give yes. me more Nolan. Oh my gosh, please. Give me more Nolan. I mean, we all know that the Grace Anatomy people are like listening to our Grace podcasts. We need more resonant people. Too, last week I said, I thought that dude was going to die. I think it would have been better if he died. And this week they killed Gloria. <laughs> Sorry. I killed Gloria. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. Better than Kate who killed Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching, my daughter came in on the tail end of, or not the tail end, in the beginning, I guess, of the resident. She had just come off the bus and I was trying to watch it. And so she thought it was a dating app. <laughs> and she was like, um, I would definitely get the voiceover. I don't know why. Why wouldn't she want to hear his voice? And why are they all baby pictures, mom? Isn't that weird for dating app? I don't know how to explain oh this gosh. to you what is going on right now. <laughs> but it's not dating. Uh, she's trying to have a baby. With what? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell With you. With the babies? <laughs> she was very confused but she was she was like horrified that this this is how she was going about it and when padma when they're going through the names and she's like oh look at this one that i just found three seconds ago he's the one i know i'm gonna do it pulling her credit card out i'm like you just found the profile three seconds ago do some research that credit card out of her hands <laughs> you know oh she's cracking me up although so i will much. say that leela is a little too in this and she keeps calling it their mm-hmm. egg no no you gave it up i know it is not yours do not yeah. do that i agree with you that your sister's being crazy but you decided to give her the egg that's on you it's not yours nope. anymore yeah i, I have nope. to agree with you 100 i mean obviously i mean i can't have that same perspective and and i understand and respect that completely but it, it just to me it feels like she's just being a little too possessive it's like if you're giving something you kind of especially that important Mm -hmm. you have to give it wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just like you're literally giving a piece of yourself you know what i mean it's just like if somebody was donating a a kidney you know what i mean or part of your liver i mean it's gonna say well you know here's the kidney but you can't do you know x y and z you know what i mean or or you have to stay on a healthy diet you know the rest of your life well you probably have to anyway but you know, it's like no force it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, I agree. I agree with that. And I think that what's happening there, like I give my kidney to someone and it it was a little disheartening to watch them destroy it super fast. Like, well, I didn't have to do that for you. So I'm kind of I'm kind of irritated. I went through this big procedure and you just killed it. So that's that's a bummer. So I kind of get that aspect. But at the same time, like I I had no control over it because I did I did give it. And the same thing with her, I, like. It feels like she's saying, well, if I'm going to give this up, then you're going to please me. No, that wasn't the deal that was made. You're the one who said that you might not want to have kids. You weren't sure you were going to free some. You gave them to her. You can't. 
you can't say she has to please you just because you're giving it to her. You can't, you can't have that aspect to it. You can't. And that makes me worried for when Padma actually does have the baby. Like, is Leela going to be like, this is part mine? Yeah. Especially since Padma's on her own. Padma's trying to have a baby to prove she's an adult, which is the dumbest way to prove you're an adult. Yeah. If you were truly an adult, you wouldn't feel like you had to prove it having a child. (laughs) Get an apartment. I can't stress that enough. Start with an apartment. Yeah. Get out of the van by the river and get into an apartment. Get a cat. Let's I was as I was gonna say, just get two cats and an apartment. Yeah, let's just let's just start out with an animal, a cat, not, a cat, not a dog. I don't think she's responsible enough for a dog yet. <laughs> We're just oh, cats dog. are mostly self sufficient. <laughs> start yeah. with a cat and then lead up to a dog. <laughs> Maybe a lizard. <laughs> I just hope this doesn't turn into like a time jump. Oh, like, they cannot time jump like, us again. Storyline. Like. Like she's got the kid and then decides doesn't want it. And then now Lila's got it. You know, Lila and Devin all of a sudden have an instant family. Adopt it. Devin's happy and Lila was happy because she didn't have to have the kid right away. But now <laughs> has the child he wants at the time that he wants. Oh, I hope not. I mean, that I would be a bummer. Devin deserves messy. to have his own. It does sound messy. <laughs> Any of the writers or the resident are watching this, please don't do that. Yeah, don't do that we will riot. Do not turn us into Jerry Springer, man. I was going to say, we're like novella or something over here. <laughs> TV novella. <laughs> we love Devin too much to watch him raise some sperm donors, baby. Watch, watch him be Nolan, and Devin's going to have to raise a baby that's part Nolan and part Leela. <laughs> oh, well, boy. Devin would not be happy with that situation. <laughs> I'm, okay, so I knew I was going to miss The Resident on Tuesday night, so I was like, I'm going to watch it on Hulu. But I was able to catch This Is Us live. But when I turned it on, there was like maybe 15 more seconds of The Resident. So I caught only like the last 15 oh, more seconds. <laughs> and there was just AJ and her conversation. And I was like, um. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, what am I? Did anyone else like the first conversation that they had and AJ's reaction? When she was telling about she's going to teach a yoga class and she's like, yeah, then we're going to go to the doctor so she can give me my eggs and I can get pregnant. And AJ was like, what now? <laughs> Open mouth, just staring after her. Like, what just happened? I, I, I don't think we have ever seen AJ just broadside <laughs> flabbergasted. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I still I, like them two together. I do too. I like it. I, I think that might be their way or the writer's way of like bringing permanently like oh okay he's just gonna be the donor and then now suddenly they're like they're really good friends and then let that friendship grow into something more i don't know maybe not but they're always you know gonna have that connection because how can they i mean she could move away and then he never sees a kid but i mean they're in each other's lives you know mm-hmm. how is he not gonna have interaction yeah. with child you know so then maybe that'll bring them together yeah no but that's what i was thinking like is this the writer's way of saying hey we're gonna bring them together you know, long term versus, you know, just, hey, we dated for a while, but no, maybe they're going to, you yeah. know, now, I don't know. I mean, he never really fully pursued Billy. We don't know. I mean, obviously, we loved Mina, but that's, you know, done. ages ago. And, and now She's we done. want to with someone, you know, more long term, you know, something mm-hmm. like what he had with Mina. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, too, that they made a point of her saying, we're friends now that we're not yeah. lovers anymore. Yeah, and I think that's I think that that's gonna hit AJ a little hard when Carol dies. 
I think AJ is going to start looking for something that's emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. And I think it might fall on Padma. And can you imagine him having a, AJ, as arrogant as he is, having a child that he has no hand in raising? No. <laughs> That was my, as soon as she asked him, I was like, oh, that's the worst thing you can do because he's <laughs> going to definitely want to be involved in the child's life. Like, I can't help. see AJ, like, not wanting to be involved yeah. in a child's life, really, if they're around. That's just not his character. So if they did that, I wouldn't like it because it would be so off base of AJ's yeah. character. It could be. Also, before we move on from Leela, I do want to discuss that this place that she's going through has already was it three cases against them? Like that's. Oh yeah. I saw yeah. that. And it was for, um, <clears throat> one of them had schizophrenia and it wasn't di- It wasn't documented. Another one had some other, uh, like an addiction and it wasn't documented. So one of them dropped out of school and they said that they, they only made it so far through school, but they said they had a, a degree in it. I, I don't know this. It, I mean, literally it, it seems like it's a mail order thing i mean that's ridiculous Mm -hmm. i mean it's like you go to a clinic you go to a you know a facility that you know it's like think gilmore girls in paris and you're in the life (laughs) i feel like paris would put the fear of god in anybody though and they wouldn't dare lie to her she'll she'll stab you with a stiletto i mean it worked for neil patrick harris so (laughs) (laughs) it looks like next week might get a little bit more exciting I know I'm going to be a fan because my Kate is back. Sorry, Marie. I feel like Shelby kind of stabbed me in the back with making me talk about this one. Did you do it just because Kate in the preview or what? <laughs> I'm not a Kate fan. I don't know if you, Josh and Bethany, I don't know if you know this. I don't like Kate. I don't like her. Bethany knows this because she's been on enough with me where I've talked about her killing Nick. And <laughs> that was not my idea, by the way. I need to read it again. I'm not the one who came up with that. I just really approve it. <laughs> you got a good gut instinct on these things so i said that leela wasn't leela when everyone thought oh leela and aj are hooking up no no that's padma so you trust my gut on this stuff yeah i, I didn't even know who padma was at the time so just... <laughs> nobody did except for me <laughs> to be fair i didn't know it was padma either i just knew it wasn't leela <laughs> but kate is back <laughs> And they are talking Medicare fraud. It looks like Conrad goes into a pharmacy. So it looks it looks like uh, they go into this basement to find files. Yeah, or something. that's what it looks like. And then there's a scary dude who walks in right before they cut away. You see him for like a millisecond, but it looks like a mafia guy walks in. So I don't know if the mafia like owns this place and this warehouse where all these files are, but she ends up in the hospital unconscious. And that's pretty much all that we see in the preview. Kate has a partner. Kate tipped that guy off, and that's why he showed up there and killed, tried to kill her. No, Kate's just taking everybody out. No, they're a threat to She's her. She's good. We love her. We do not Kate. love her. Team Kate. She's FFC a- stands behind Kate. <laughs> no. Wow. What were you gonna say, Josh? She what? So what you're saying is that she's actually a, an inside man for the mafia. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll follow. <laughs> that. She's not. Hey, look. I mean, it's got. She's got Conrad's like you know spider sense going off like on extra high alert. So uh, that's because he likes her. <laughs> he is attracted to her. He's not attracted to her. He's he feels confused by her no, because he, he hasn't. He knows that there's something off about her, but he doesn't realize that she killed his wife yet. 
He no, <laughs> he wants to whisper sweet nothings into her ears. No, you can't. Uh, he doesn't. You, you can't talk to me. He wants to whisper death threats in her ear. I don't think so. I think he's like, hey, baby, I want to save you from the mafia. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I think it's going to be Dr. Hawkins against the mafia by the end of this. Well, I'm just going to go totally fast and furious, insane. Cars everywhere. I mean, I'm down with that. All right, well, that is all for the resident that we have this week. Next week, we are coming back at you with the pharmacy worker, and Kate is back. Big whoop. But we are going to think about it, Josh and Bethany, because they aren't cool enough to get caught up on This Is Us yet. So we will see you guys later. Soon, yes. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, so we are back. We're diving into This Is Us, episode six, season 11. Nope, that's wrong. Episode 11, season six. Uh, yes. And this is called Saturday in the Park. And that song has been in my head for two days because I just watched it yesterday. In the park, something, something, 4th of July. That's all I keep saying. That's all I know in the song. So this is a very emotional episode. Um, Guys, guess what? What? I cried. What? I did. At what part? Is it at a consulting when... part? No, it was actually Rebecca made me cry. When she found Jack? Yes, when she was running I did towards too. Him, that is my grandson. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, move. That's our grandson. <laughs> I didn't cry there. That was, I had that was like emotional. one tear. It wasn't like a boohoo It counts. It counts. It was a little tear. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, bravo, Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, round of applause. This woman needs so many awards for her <laughs> role in this freaking show. I mean. <laughs> we start the episode through Jack's eyes. Um, and obviously it's a little blurry. We kind of see what he sees and we can hear Kate and Toby yelling, but mm-hmm. what I liked about it is that, I mean, parents fight, married couples, yeah. they fight. Yes. And as long as it doesn't get violent, as long as it doesn't get abusive in any way, emotionally or physically, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay because it's going to happen. You have two different people with two different opinions who want to do things two different ways. It's going to happen sometimes. And I appreciated that, that Toby and Kate took it outside of their son's room because when they came in that room, they were different people. Yeah. They weren't fighting in there. They were, oh, Jack, hi. They heard the sound. What are you doing? That sort of thing. And then when they were walking, like Toby was being silly Toby when they were singing the song to go to the park. Yeah. He was being silly Toby. He was mocking things, but that's what he always used to do. And didn't she say, I miss old Toby? Yeah. But then she said, either contribute or stop. He He is. (laughs) He can literally open his mouth and she's gonna come at him mm-hmm. and i she's know mad. i'm i mean we can probably i'll, I'll probably get a lot of hate i am 100 percent team toby mm-hmm. i just really am i i feel like he's changed for the better i mean yeah. the man had a heart attack he needed to change yeah they were struggling with money kate he wanted to stay job. home with the kids he got a better job that I mean, she told him to take, by the way, he yes. said, no, I'm not going to San Francisco. And she said, no, you need to go. She told him yes. to go. And it just, it really frustrates me that, I mean, he's, he's really gone out of his way. Mm-hmm. We'll say I don't dislike Kate necessarily, but in this situation, oh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on Toby's side. I think she's completely in the wrong. And even yes. Toby said it to Beth because Beth was like, we did a long distance thing. And he said, the difference is you moved for him. And she said, well, I did for this and this. And he said, and for your marriage. And she, even Beth was like, you're right. I did. 
because that's what you yeah. do. It's a partnership and Kate is acting like there's no partnership. It's her, everyone, I, I hate in the group where they're saying it's Toby's way or no way. There is no evidence of that whatsoever. No. Toby could not get a job in LA. He got a job in San Francisco that he considered not taking. Kate told him to take it. So he did it because Kate told him to. And then when he says, hey, let's move the family out here to where you told me to move. She says, no, yep. it's, it's not a partnership for her. It's and he and wants. he's and he's making strides to to make an effort yes. for them to be comfortable at that place like yeah. he you can tell he has like the penthouse apartment or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it right now currently but like he found a nice family home that is in a good school district for Jack and like New you parks. can tell that he's actually yeah I'm like you can research. tell he's actually thinking about this mm-hmm. yeah. and and then what really made me mad this episode, I know we're going to talk about it later, when they were fighting outside and Kate told him, like, basically that he was a bad dad and stuff, mm-hmm. like, I wanted oh. to jump through the screen and kick her. Yeah. Because he's, yes, he had issues at the beginning, but he has come a great deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he has come a long way. And just because he's not around as much as she wants him to be on her own doing, that's mm-hmm. her fault that he's not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now she wants to throw it in his face and that's not right. And honestly, mm-hmm. if they get divorced and stuff and she ends up, she'll probably end up getting custody of the kids because he hasn't been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, I think they'll get, I think they'll have shared custody. I yeah, do. but he's still working in, in San Francisco but he's, and she's in LA. So yeah. it's going to be the same situation. Yep. And I think that I mean, for her, it's it's okay if your kid has a disability to want to make it easier for them. That's mm-hmm. okay. And when she threw it in his face and said, you've only seen his disability. No, in the beginning, he was researching how he could help his son to yes. overcome this, to make his life easier. But he has stopped doing that. He hasn't done that in a long time. When it yeah. first came out, yes, because that's your parental instinct is to make it easier and better for your kid. Absolutely. It's instinct. It's not, it doesn't mean that you're bad. Yeah. And there's a difference too. Like, I feel like there's a fine line. Kate saying that he, that he um, wants to fix him or whatever, but Kate's acting like he's invincible. Like Mm -hmm. I was talking to my mother about this because I'm not a parent. Okay. I was talking to my mother about this and she agreed to like, I understand the whole parts park song and like teach him to be independent and stuff mm-hmm. but him knowing how to open up the door she she agreed with me too like he should not be learning how to open up the door at that age no no like there's certain things that he should like yes the independence i get but there's certain things that he shouldn't know how to do yet mm-hmm. there should have been a lock high up on that door and when they're not in that when they're when they're at home that needs to be locked to where that if he does, I mean, yeah, you can teach him how to open a door. I mean, if emergency cases, kids do need to know how to open doors and escape or whatever. But with a child with a disability, sometimes you have to put extra measures in place for their mm-hmm. safety. I mean, yeah. he's she's she's treating him a lot older than I think. Yeah, I agree. He needs to be. I think he's still learning and he, he's obviously very intelligent. Mm-hmm. we really did see that with the like with the shoes and that you know he knows that the park is where Kate and Toby were laughing last and so he understands everything going on it's just I don't know it's so heartbreaking for me is Jack three I think so okay my three-year-old doesn't know how to get to the park 
and I'll teach my three-year-old how to get to the park. She yeah. doesn't have a disability. There's no reason for a three-year-old to have to know how to get to places in town. There's no reason. You can teach them independence. Yeah, you want to line up the shoes? Great, line up the shoes. So he knows because my three-year-old picks out her own clothes sometimes. I get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. do that. Teaching them how to get around town, not, not a necessity then. It's nothing yeah. that you have to teach them. And so that's ridiculous that she is, and Toby's right there. It's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm sorry, it is. I'm not going to teach my three-year-old how to get to a park. What are you no. saying? And the park yeah. was... And the park was farish away too. Like it wasn't like yeah. it was right across the street yeah. where they could just see him or whatever. It was it was a little ways down the road. And across a couple different streets. Across those roads and like those cars were zooming past. I was like, in oh my LA. gosh. Across multiple streets in LA. When she's telling him that, oh, you didn't hear the click. After you already know he walked out the front door and the gate had nothing to do. The click had nothing to do with anything, but she just kept throwing it in Toby's face that, oh, you didn't close the gate. Well, I see now that part I kind of get because that's a panic reaction. And they were both, they both did something stupid there. Toby didn't lock the gate because if he didn't lock the gate, he would have got out the front door. If she wouldn't have locked the front door, he wouldn't have got out the front door. So they both screwed yeah. up. And that happens sometimes. It's a yeah. It sucks and it's it does. terrifying, but it, it happens. Does. However, her deal is, I'm the only one who did things right. She cannot yeah. see that, hey, you were harassing Toby. And when Toby was trying to find a safe place to put Jack, you were berating him and telling him to get in there and to stop doing whatever he's doing and get in there. He's trying to do what you're telling him to do. You're not yeah. letting him do anything. And he, so yeah, it was a little, the way he said it was a little rudish when he said, yeah. maybe it would have heard the click if you weren't yelling every second. It was a little rude. I didn't even, but it's accurate. that didn't bother me at all. But it's when accurate. That. That's why it shouldn't have bothered anybody because that's the whole reason he didn't because she wouldn't, he was trying to find a safe place to put Jack. And instead of recognizing, Hey, Toby has my blind son. He's trying to find a safe place to put my son. Yeah. All she's thinking is Toby, get in here, get in here, get in. What, yeah. what do you want him like to do? What? He's damn. My 70-year-old mother's lifting a mattress right now. Well, then maybe your 70-year-old mother can take Jack. Yes. And I can come in here, but somebody and that's needs the to other watch thing. the child. She wouldn't even let Rebecca go hold his hand to go walk somewhere. Like you're in the house. What is she yeah. going to do? That made me mad too. And can we talk about Rebecca for a minute? Because she yeah. saved their butts. Yes. And yeah, she, she like, I know that her mind's going and everything and they're trying to be cautious or whatever, whatever. But I think that this episode has proved she she knows what she's talking about mm-hmm. like you obviously never stop being a mother yeah. she literally used her detective skills and what jack told her in the mm-hmm. beginning in the jump to figure out where he went and while everyone else was running around the house in a panic no one mm-hmm. else would have figured that out no because everyone else was too busy placing blame and doing whatever mm-hmm. yeah and Rebecca was a too, freaking rock star i mean the other thing with Rebecca too is that yeah you don't want her to be alone with your child for hours on end because you don't know if an episode is going to happen but both of your brothers your brother's wife her husband you are all in this house it's not like you're leaving her alone with him she can't ever be near her grandkids because she has early onset alzheimer's like come on no there's nothing that's going to happen when you're all there unless you're saying you're so extremely negligent to your own children that you can't possibly keep an eye on it but you're there and and it bothered me too that they didn't even acknowledge the fact no. that she did save their butts at all. Nothing. And no one else went with her to the park either. 
Was that cool? They're all by yourself. I know. I was like, where is everybody like running behind her? I thought like everybody would be like, you know, like absolutely behind her. Nope. I was like, what, what do you mean? What, where is everybody? And I think that the argument was like, even Toby said to Beth, he's like, you know, I go in there and I try to, I say, be light, be light, be light. But I, and the reason he lets it all go is because she doesn't let him be light. Mm-hmm. she's so angry at him and I really think the reason she's angry is because he said the only option is San Francisco and how dare you tell her what to do I'm gonna show you mm-hmm. like how irresp- like I just I cannot get over the fact that after you you see that you're you're crying to your brothers I just don't think we're gonna make it you're the one who's making it die yes. because your husband your husband your partner, the one who you made a vow to stay with and be with through sickness and in health and good and bad. He got healthy and now you're mad. He got happy and now you're mad. And he's saying, listen, I can't do this long distance, but this is where my job is. This is what pays for us to live. I need my family with me. And for you to say, screw you, I'm going to get a better job there then. So I'm going to make sure I have to stay there. What kind of a human being does that? One who is apparently and, just over her marriage. Exactly. Yeah. And then she's crying to everybody else. He's just, I just don't want to take it anymore. Me. You're yeah. doing it. You are killing it. Your husband is trying to save it. And her little smirk when, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but her little smirk when Kevin and Randall jumped in to their argument. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, I wanted yeah. to punch her in the mouth. Like, I didn't like you them jumping in, in either. I was like, excuse like me. Like, no, it, no. I didn't like if, that either, if a husband and wife are having an argument, like seriously back up. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, yeah. that was not any of their business to jump in the middle. They were not getting and physical. Then, they were having an argument. Yeah. And then they, they jumped all over Toby when Toby wasn't even the issue. Freaking Kate was. Yeah. Yeah. Like they always, they came in halfway through an argument mm-hmm. when they don't have any idea what's going on. I get you want to protect your sister, but that wasn't protecting your sister. No, it wasn't. Oh, it made me so furious, guys. I don't like, think I, was, I honestly, I don't think I was Beth, so mad. I don't think Randall would have tolerated Kate speaking to Beth that way. Do you think Randall would tolerate anybody speaking to Beth that way? No, no, not, not Kevin, not Kate, not anybody. Randall would not no. tolerate it because he loves his wife. That's the difference. Kate is so angry at Toby that she just, she just doesn't want to be around anymore. And, and what they got so upset at is when Toby said, do you even want me in LA? And that's when they're like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Like, let her answer the question. Does yeah. she even want him in LA? She doesn't. No, she doesn't. She, she should have just said no. And then it'd been over. I mean, I don't even know what next week we have to go through a whole nother Kotobi episode i'm just yeah i know this is a huge part of the story and i know we have to get through it but i'm already done with it i'm tired of it and i am done with it and i need them to just wrap it up and let's move on to ending somebody else's story on here because i'm i think part of the reason is is because like we're it's almost like they've written the whole show so we love the pearson so much that we don't let outsiders in but this is clearly something that is She's destroying Toby. Yeah. She's actively destroying another human being. Yes. Like after the whole argument and everything, after Kevin and Randall jumped in and stuff, the way that they 
centered in on Toby and like he was just all by himself and the mm-hmm. face that he made yeah and I mean kudos to Chris Sullivan because mm-hmm. he he made that totally believable but like the face that he made like he he's always felt like an outsider yeah, we've, yes. we've seen that Miguel has always felt like an outsider Beth has always felt like an outsider to an extent yeah. and this just kind of like topped the cake like yeah like wow like they're really taking his side and then you see I mean they're really taking her side and then you see Rebecca kind of looking at it from like another view like she sees the three of them together and then she sees Toby all by himself and like I think she's even though she has a dementia dementia or not she sees what's going on Mm -hmm. yes and I liked how she kind of when Toby walked into Jack's room I was just gonna bring that up Rebecca just kind of you know I, I like their little silent yeah, interaction comfort. with she each comforted other. him. She did. And I just, my heart got so warm and I'm like, thank you. Like somebody, mm-hmm. I feel like they're just, everybody is so against Toby right now. And I just, I'm starting to get very defensive. And I think that is, they act like, because when they walked up on that, on that fight, Kate was screaming just as loud at Toby and Kate was even being a little more mean than Toby was with her words. Yes, but it's Toby that they got in their face at. They're, I that just blew my mind. She's being more cruel with her words. Mm -hmm. She's being more aggressive. She's being much louder about it. Mm -hmm. I just anyone they walked out there, Toby, he didn't even like he was talking quiet. It's like I thought he was safe. I thought I heard it, and then she has the audacity to scream at him. Well, I'm sorry, Kate. Did you lock the door that you always lock? Are you always perfect? No. And with that leak in the roof, like she's harassing you about that. What do you want this man to do? He, you could not afford. Yes. You're complaining. He's never there. You're complaining about how great your independence is without him. How much you're trying to instill independence in your son. Why don't you have a little independence if that's all you value? Call somebody. You didn't have money before to fix it professionally. You didn't have the money. But you do now. Exactly. So So get it done. You could have gotten it fixed. He's Toby's been gone for months, months, and you couldn't call anyone in that time so that it breaks when you're the one who's home. Toby has to get a job in a different city, work his butt off to continue to send you money because you're only a part-time teacher taking care of your children. He's providing for you and he's killing himself to do it. And you still expect him to also take care of all the housework from a different city? No. I just, it's no. nuts. And Toby... When they had that, I'm I'm mad about this. Apparently, I didn't realize how mad I was until I started talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I like my Same face is getting flushed. Like I'm getting mad. <laughs> but in the last episode with Kate's part of the trilogy, when they went to his work party, the first thing his boss said is, "Toby does nothing but rave about you. Yeah. All Toby does is talk about you. He loves you so much." When's the last time we heard or saw Kate talk about? With her boss, she calls him up and flirts with him and give yeah. me a better job. Like she doesn't talk about her husband at all. No. To that, anybody. That broke my heart. So she's literally she's literally breaking Toby. And I just I cannot get over the fact. I can, and I know this was a couple weeks ago, but I cannot get over it. Why in the world, if you love somebody, would you be upset that they were no longer unhealthy and depressed? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know we talk about weight. Now. I know we talk about you can be overweight and healthy, and that's great. You can. Toby was not. He had yeah. a freaking heart attack. Yes, he it now was has literally children his that health. he has to take care of. 
he has to stay a father in their lives to do that he had to get healthy yeah and she holds it against like i don't is it because he he no longer is fully reliant on her is it because she's no longer the more functioning one i think so i think because so that's not a relationship that's selfish exactly so wrong but she liked that she was the she was the bigger one she was the one to take care of the things Mm -hmm. she she likes being that dominant yeah and he's he's risen up over her now Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to rise up with him and when she was talking to kevin and he asked where's toby and she said oh he's outside pretending he doesn't know how to like to to avoid me (laughs) that's really that's what you're gonna say you're not gonna say that i'm we're fighting all the time because i'm i'm mad you can't you can't even admit that to your brother you're just gonna give the impression that toby's just being a jerk and he's just avoiding you to avoid you like really kevin made me mad that during that too i mean i laughed a little bit at first (laughs) with the the lover's table thing that was a little gross (laughs) i mean if i were them i would have been really grossed out um but kevin's comment about what miguel and that doll that was i'm i'm fully in in toby's corner and i I think I'm with Jeanette that I, I wish I didn't know how this ended because yeah. I can't get that image of him depressed in a hotel room out of my mind and knowing that this is where they really, it just, I know. what more does this man have to give up? He loved, even in all this, he loves Kate. That's why he's fighting for her. That's why he continues to come back. He loves his kids and she's going to take it all away from him yep. simply because he's, yep. he's not depressed anymore. I just, yeah. She's about to change that. I can't believe job. that. I did. Good job. <laughs> the one thing I did say that was probably a little mean is, mm, glad you taught him how to walk to the park. Aren't you, Kate? Aren't you glad you taught him how to walk to the park? Good job, you. It's your. So technically, <laughs> it's more Kate's fault that Jack ran away than it is anybody else's. You taught him how to get there. You left the door unlocked. And yeah. you taught him which ones were his park boots. <laughs> and job. I mean, you know, it- a child that young is not going to know the difference between I could just go to the park or I have to, you know, he's Mm -hmm. upset. That's his happy place. That's Uh where he's going to want to go. That's where he's going to want to escape. He doesn't understand the dangers of the world yet. Yeah. Being that young. And the whole entire episode, I was like, not screaming physically, but like screaming in my head, like he is not deaf. Like, he is old enough now to see that you guys are fighting. And obviously, and you know, the thing that made me mad too, I just censored myself. You're welcome. The thing that made me mad too is that during the whole argument outside, there was never that realization of, oh, oh, shoot, this is affecting Jack. Let's cut it out. Yeah. Like they went outside, they're still screaming. Who Jack might have still been able to hear them because they weren't quiet at all. And there was never that realization of this is really affecting our son. Mm-hmm. It was just all blaming one another. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Toby wasn't really blaming that. Her really first. got me too. Yeah. No, that's, that's the key thing. Is I think that Toby when he came out there, the first thing he said is, I thought he was safe. I thought the gate locked. He was blaming himself. Yeah, he was. And Kate jumped on the bandwagon to continue blaming him. And then he shot back with, well, you didn't lock the door. Yeah. But I think I don't... the other sad part about it too is that what they should have been doing instead is realizing that as parents, they both had a really hard day. It was really traumatic. 
for their son, mm-hmm. but equally traumatic for both of them. Yeah. Toby seemed to understand that. And I honestly think the only reason Toby fought back the way he did is because Kate attacked him. Yeah. Because Toby came out there. Himself. Toby was in that room crying, sitting next to his son, crying and like sobbing because his son had to go through this. And because this was a terrifying ordeal, Kate wasn't in there crying. Kate was in there getting more and more mad. He gave all the way she could blame Toby. That's all she yep. was doing. And then yep. when he went outside, instead of saying, you know, this is a really bad day. I- I'm sorry. You, you, Toby, I'm sorry that you had to experience this. Kate, I'm sorry you had to experience this. It could have been that if Kate was normal. Yeah. She didn't let it get if there. If they were partners. And even when they were in the ER and they were, I did cry a little bit when they were stitching them up. Oh, watching that little, watching little Jack cry as he was getting the needle on his forehead. I, know. I didn't like sad. it And his feet were kicking. And you could see that Kate was still trying to like, Kate was still trying to like be a brave face for him. Like, no, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. But it is okay to let a kid be sad. It's yeah, okay. Absolutely. He's hurting and he's sad. And Toby was comforting him in a sadness. Whereas I feel like Kate was trying to get him to not be sad. Kids get yeah. a needle in his forehead. Let him be sad. Yeah. And I think even that was overlooked. And I just, <sighs> the fight on the lawn really set me off. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. really, 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 really disappointed in and the the way Kate is acting. I'm disgusted with it actually. I was I was already irritated with the Kate and Toby fighting in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Because one, I guess I had more self-respect for me myself. It's a fight with How my is husband. the front yard well. better than inside the house. First of all, I mean <laughs> Let's just let all my neighbors know that we're having issues. But not Miguel and Beth. They can't no, possibly no. know. No, no. We've seen, though, it seems like Kate likes to make a public ordeal about things. I mean, she did yep. the same thing at the party. Yep. And I don't agree with that. I mean, I feel like if if I'm fighting with whoever, like, you do that behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. I mean... Well, that's when you actually care enough for the perception of your partner. Exactly. Because if I, let's say like Ben and I, like Ben and I really, I mean, honestly, knock on wood, we really don't fight. But let's say we got in a fight and I ran and told my mom exactly all this stuff he said. Guess who's not going to like my -hmm. husband anymore? Yeah. My mother. (laughs) You know, it's just something you don't, you don't need to talk about that kind of stuff Mm. sometimes you know with your girlfriends I get it because you have to vent you have to get it out but you know it doesn't mean your friends are going to like that person or your mom's not going to like that person or but the thing is is that I mean when you're fighting with someone that you love if you actually love that person and you're venting to someone about it as you're venting you're going to realize oh crap I had a part to play in that too yeah and you're going to acknowledge that Kate doesn't do that no because she wants toby to be fully dependent and reliant on her she liked being the one to make all the decisions to have all the money to have all the everything yep she liked that toby was less than her she did and now that he's not now that he's actually being uh, he's living to his actual potential she's Mm -hmm. mad and she feels i don't know she feels left behind but even if you do that's no excuse he's your husband be happy that your husband isn't dying you're not being left behind. You no. just need to get on the train. I mean, 
do make a move for your husband Jump on it that was no more prevalent than when he when toby had that talk with beth he said you moved for your marriage i mean honest to god she's got a low-paying job yeah it's rewarding but there's also schools that you could get if philip likes you as much as we know he's gonna end up liking you i'm pretty sure he'll give you a good recommendation you can get a job at another blind school I mean, Toby even was researching the ones in mm-hmm. San Francisco for him. Exactly. He knew how much the tuition was. And maybe that's I mean, why she didn't want to go there is because she's already like, no, no, Philip's the guy for me. He's damaged because Philip is clearly damaged. I mean, the jokes he makes, like they're very self-effacing. So see, I don't know. I don't see anything like romantic too much with them yet. I know it's We've coming. seen a couple already. Have that we? one where, yeah, the one where it. was her birthday. And all the kids saying oh, birthday to her. And yeah. then after some play, yeah. she called him and they were there together. Yeah, I remember that too. Okay. So you're bringing I it think, back. I think, I don't think like she's, uh, I think it's just gonna be because she's so unhappy. And she's, yeah. I think she's subconsciously looking for something else already because she's so mad at Toby that she's looking for something else. And so with mm-hmm. Philip, I think that the fact that he is pretty self deprecating is like, ooh, yeah. project for me. I think so. I think she's bored. I don't think she's bored. I think that she wants to feel good about herself. And the way she feels good about herself is to have someone who she views as worse off than her mentally. (sighs) She can be superior to, which is a shame. That's going to damage, and this is going to damage her kids. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the worst part. (laughs) Yeah. And the the worst part is not even that, I mean, yeah, she's going to destroy Toby, which is horrible. No, that man has been there for her through every insanity thing that she's done yeah. every cruel thing that she's done through the past five seasons mm-hmm. and she not only is she going to destroy him just because he's not dependent on her she's going to destroy her kids in the process and she's the only one not thinking of her kids toby is yep. thinking of the kids and her she more thinks than about herself. herself before anything mm-hmm. and also i do want to mention that they did try to trick us with the big green egg that that's how Jack was going to get hurt. <laughs> and that is not how he got hurt or got yeah. that scar. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it had anything to do with the big green egg. Yeah. Do you think it's going to come next cooking week? on it that day? Huh? I, do, I do like when he's like, what does it smell like? Chocolate and pants. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of smell like chocolate, chocolate and pants. pants. <laughs> I was like, what are you what making? Do, what do pants smell like? Are they still attached you to the meat that you're cooking? Like that's real disturbing. <laughs> but I do Maybe like that. leather. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Super gross. <laughs> I do like though that we do as much as Kevin and Randall made me mad in that fight. I like that we got to oh. see a lighter side of them this week too. Where was Kevin? Like when the twins got hurt? I remember when Jack got hurt? Like I never saw him at the hospital. Do we ever see him? No, he came in the hospital, yeah. He was at the hospital because Rebecca said to him, Rebecca hugged him and whispered in his ear, can you fill out this paperwork because I can't seem to remember anything. Oh, okay. I guess or maybe something I, along those lines. Maybe I went to the bathroom during that scene or something. They had pulled, yeah, I don't remember that. They, they weren't there when Jack was missing because they were still driving around. Yeah. But they showed okay. up at the hospital. Okay. I guess I walked out of the room or something during that part. Missed it. Yeah, Um. but... I did like how Randall like took Kevin under his wing and stuff mm-hmm. because Kevin was getting on Toby's nerves. The one thing, the one thing about Kate that I wasn't mad at this episode, this is the only thing that she didn't make me mad about 
was when Randall said to her, do you want me to take Beth too? And she said, no, Beth's the least stressful oh. person here. I know. I that love that part. <laughs> one and only thing in the past couple episodes that Kate has not. Well, she also did ask Randall to take Kevin out because Kevin was driving Toby crazy. Yeah. So that was nice too, that she did she's like, take him out of here. He's making Toby crazy. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. It's like, that's what's weird to me too, because you do see the, that's why I say, but like, it's I, only when I don't hate Kate. But I here's the thing her. though, when she's nice like that, it's to her brothers because she wants them to see her a certain way. So I don't know that it's real. With Toby, I think is who she really is. It's who. Yeah. But I also like when Randall came in and he, like, she hugs Beth and then she hugs her and he's like, oh, okay, we're doing this. It's a long one. Okay. Beth grabbed Jack's hand. She's like, all right, let's, uh, let's fill this other room here and let that happen. But I think that was Kate's way of once again playing the victim. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, because yeah. she's saying how sad she is that they're going to make it. She's not telling that she's the reason they're going to make it. Yeah, they have no idea what this lady is putting this man through right now. And all Kevin sees is the fighting when he's home. Yeah. And all the things that Kate is likely venting to him throughout the week when he's gone. Yeah. He hasn't seen Toby his side. He's not calling yeah. Toby. What were you going to say, Shelby? Because at this at this point, Kevin's still living with them, right? Yeah, his, yeah. his, his bags were packed though in this episode. Um, the one thing I laughed about too was him going to Madison's house. <laughs> and he's early. like, are you taking are you taking them somewhere? And she's like, well, you're two hours early. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that she just like, oh, hey, how are you? Come in. <laughs> yep. And then he's like, do you want to meet Elijah? Let's go meet Elijah. Oh, he's in my bedroom. And then she walks out like, yeah, I know. I was so not sure what they're going to walk in on. <laughs> I know. And like, whenever he's going to be in bed or something. Oh, I know. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, like the way they're leading up to this, like what on earth? <laughs> Are we about to walk into? And then when he was like fumbling with the jewelry, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> did you guys have the same assumption Kevin did? Did you think he was stealing jewelry? Because that's what I thought. I thought he was doing something. No, I thought so too. And then as soon as I, t- I, I know what a ring sizer yeah, looks like. That's so as soon as he turned out. around with that, I was like, oh, ew, no. I mean, oh, dude, six Elijah. months. Six months. I know. That's really early. I feel like really when she just had babies with somebody else I feel like this is rushed I don't think she'll get married to him do you think she'll get married to him she says she wants to I think she's talking crazy I think she'll go back because she she was she was uh liking some Kevin this episode okay so when Kevin went there that night to see the kids you know I Uh thought he was gonna kiss her and I thought she was gonna kiss him and then she kept like following out there and I at one point I was like can you just let the man leave let him leave He's trying to be gracious about it. Let him go. But she's the one who kept calling him back and kept calling him back. And I just, I was like, see, it's still there. I think if she says yes, it's just going to be because she's enamored in the, the bloom of, for, of new love and a new relationship. Cause this is a new relationship. You should not be saying yes to marry someone in six months into a relationship. Not with it. Not when it's that kind of convoluted. complicated in her life right now i feel like this is a lot of complication to... did she already have the babies when they're during their wedding yeah. i mean how long ago was the wedding they they were they had babies before the wedding yeah so the wedding is 
They started, Elijah and her started dating like weeks after the wedding was called off. Yeah. So I mean, it really hasn't been that long since she just had another wedding. I mean, it's been maybe seven months since her and Kevin broke up. I just, I don't, I don't hate Elijah. I really don't. I mean, I like the guy, but I just feel like it's rushed. I think he's clearly a little forceful, a little desperate. Yeah. He does seem very desperate, attached, desperate. (laughs) Yes. The word is desperate. (laughs) Yeah, little 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 cuckoo. <laughs> so after he finds Elijah in the bedroom, ring shopping, Kevin's like, "I don't know how I feel, but I know I don't like it." I'm gonna text her. I'm gonna text her. Randall just slapped the phone off his hand. <laughs> and then Kevin and his decisions. How did it, Randall worded it so perfectly though? He he said something along. Oh, I wish I remember the exact wording. Something along the lines of. You make whirlwind romantic decisions that send shockwaves over the world, or something like that. Something <laughs> yeah, I like think that. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it is true because Kevin doesn't think these things through. He acts no. on feeling alone, and those feelings aren't even accurate. Sometimes it's in this case. I don't even think. I don't think it's that he wants to be married to Madison. I think that he doesn't want things to change at all from where they are. It's yes. comfortable. It's easy. They get along. There's no pressure. And I think that he doesn't want that to change at all. So the fact that she's going to marry someone else means it's going to change. And I think that's what his biggest beef is. And I think Randall realizes that. Yeah. That, Dude, you don't, and he's like, my life is about to change. And Randall's like, is it? Did you love her yesterday? <laughs> like, how does, how is your life changing? It doesn't change at all. No, I mean, they're still your children. You're still going to have your visitations. You're still exactly. going to. I mean, and clearly Elijah basically lives there right now anyway, so it's not going to be that big of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't get that part, but. And then when he said, um, he's like, I just know when I think about it, I just know I don't want it. And he's like, so we're just going to, and Randall said, we're just going to drive around until that thought leaves your head. <laughs> and that's why they weren't there and Jack went missing. So, I mean, they had Kevin and Randall together were so good this episode, just the two of them. Mm-hmm. It's when they appeared to back Kate yeah I did okay we also take a moment to talk about drunk Rebecca oh my gosh Jack Um, and Rebecca this episode I loved them so much (laughs) he's feeding them turkey and mashed potatoes a lot so much turkey more milk mashed potatoes (laughs) are you trying to get our children sleepy I mean, clearly he should have done, tried harder to get them sleepy because uh, that they were not very nice in the babysitter. Oh my gosh, they <laughs> locked her in that room and they all worked together. How cute. I do like that, that she was like, do you serve cute drinks? I heard you serve cute drinks. And he listed like 17 of them. Yes. I'm going to rock your world tonight. How? How are you going to rock his world when you're in a coma and you're falling down? How is it going to happen? Because I'm pretty happening. sure you're going to be too drunk by the time you get out of here. And when the kids are like, what's, why is, what's wrong with mommy? What did you say? Two fluffy ducks and a something. What's the other thing? <laughs> yeah. the, the one thing, the one thing too that cracked me up was um, she said something like, or he said something along the lines of that he can't wait to get home or whatever. And yeah. the kids are like, well, why not? And he said, because we're all going to sleep. We're all going to get and a good night's the- rest. <laughs> Yeah, that's how he said it. And then they said it to someone else. I forget. I think it was the babysitter. They said, when mommy and daddy get home, we're all going to get a good night's rest. And I just thought that was so funny. That 
that's why they were staying up. They wanted to rest with mommy and daddy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> children. That was so freaking hilarious. So the reason that they got called back from their date early is because the babysitter was calling Kate Chatty Kathy. And then Kevin stood up for her by screaming, no, I will not go to sleep. And Randall quietly handles it and tells them, suggests what they could do. And they band together. But I like at the end when they're all in the bed together and Kate is saying, look, we thought they, we thought it was bad. And look what they, look at what they did together. He went, ruined everything. (laughs) (laughs) His mind is still in that one place, like a true man. (laughs) I think they did though. The one night she even said it's the first night in six years she'd been out. The one night that she got to be an adult instead of mom. And she dressed up so very extremely wow. fancy. Like so fancy. I mean, Mandy Moore is just like making me girl crush on her <laughs> more and more every week recently. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> I feel like she's just getting hotter with age. <laughs> Probably. Plus we've seen her sort of age. So, I mean, we know that she doesn't, <laughs> she still looks good. Yeah, true. But I think that I, I agree with Jack though, that it's, when she said, what more could you ask for? And he's like, a lot, a lot more. And yeah, yep. he meant it as a joke, but there is, there's standing up for your siblings, mm-hmm. especially, it's different when you're a kid from when you're an adult too, by the way. Because when you're a kid, yeah. your instinct is just to protect your sister. As an adult, you know, situations have different connotations and context, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between wanting to correct you, wanting to stand up for your siblings and wanting to be there for your siblings. If they were really to yes. be there for Kate, they would have been, hey, do you think maybe you're taking this too hard? Do you think maybe you're being too mean? Do you think mm-hmm. maybe you should see Toby's side? Like that's that's what it would be to protect your sibling them because then you're protecting them yeah. in their marriage. Yeah. They were doing that. But I will I will give them though. I mean, I know they were kids and I know locking her in the bathroom wasn't the right thing to do, but that babysitter was terrible. Yeah. She was. Agreed. She was. I mean, shouldn't that's lock why, her in the closet in the as bathroom. As kids, but... it was adorable. I thought it was funny. <laughs> because as a kid that is the protection that you'd give to your siblings you protect them from other people mm-hmm. but as because there's no other context as a kid as a kid it's just my sibling is getting abused or beat up feels bad crying you protect as mm-hmm. an adult it's okay what is going on here why is this happening what's being said who's happening who's doing what yeah you we think it through better more. as an adult but yeah. as a kid you don't do that so as a kid it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, there's, there's a difference. And I think that as kids, it's cute. I like that they did that. All right. So next week, it looks like we're wrapping up the Katobi story, hopefully. So it looks like, uh, it looks like Toby might be maybe moving back, which I don't agree with. No. And it's, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't ruin his entire freaking career. And everything for her just to still divorce him and be her carry on. Mm-hmm. That would that would just put salt in the wound. Yep. I mean, it would just make it a ten times worse if he lost his job, lost his freaking family, his wife, everything all at once. Like what 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 did Toby do to Dan? Like I just need to know. I mean, the one redeeming thing here is that Chrissy Metz said that she legitimately felt ill after doing those episodes. So I mean that's it says at least that Chrissy Metz is aware that her character I sucks. I know. But in the preview, 
Toby says, I'm going to take the job in LA. I'm willing to do anything to make our marriage work. And the look on Kate's face when she says anything, like she's taunting him. Anything. But the way she, the tone of her voice and the look on her face, there's almost like a smirk when she says that. Like, mm-hmm. I will punch you in the throat. I just, he's sacrificing a- everything for you and you're still taunting him. What do you want from this man? There's a theory in our group that, um, I forget who said it, but that he, she's going to, that anything comment, she's going to get him to gain his weight back. I saw that. I don't, oh, I saw that. I don't think, I don't buy think that. she'll do that. If she does that, then we're going to have an entire bigger issue on our she's hands. She's going to be the most hated character in all of television if she does that to Toby. Yeah, that, that she can't do that. That, that they can't do that. I mean, they're already making her pretty well hated, so maybe that is the route to go. <laughs> you, you know what I find? There is still a ton of just bored. <laughs> what, you know what I find sad, though? Mm-hmm. This Kate is loosely based off of Dance Vogelman's mm-hmm. real sister. Yeah. And I think that that, what, that honestly infuriates me more because if this is a real person, loosely, if this is a real person, yeah. why is she in this sister? world? And the other crazy thing is that his sister is, she works for the show. Like she, she works on the show. So she sees what a terrible person this is. And to have everybody know it's loosely based on you. Like, <laughs> loosely, loosely. Still, would you even want that partly based on you? No. I mean, old Kate, yes. Yes, yes. But I this Kate of this last season, I just, I... She's so selfish. Like, I don't She's know how so they're gonna make us like be okay with Kate by the end of this. No. Like, I just don't see them how they can do it. She's I mean, destroying they do it, her awesome, kids and her but... husband, who is an incredibly decent man, yeah, just for the sake of selfishness. I don't think mm-hmm. she deserves to marry anybody else if she does this. I don't I think Philip should stand up at the altar. So we'll get Kid Cage from the resident to take him I take her out Kate. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be singing the saturday park song and kate's gonna come by and wham into her i don't really want kate to die although i think that might be happening and i think that might be what pushes toby over the edge because honestly i think that if they get divorced it's been confirmed they're getting divorced i don't think toby will ever be with anybody else i genuinely think that she's going to break him and that she will be the only one he ever wants to be with and so I think that I think that she might die in the end, and her death is what's going to spiral him. Even if they so. divorce, I think so. Yeah. But the other thing that happened in the preview is Toby looks at her and he's crying again, and we see Kate cry a couple times in the preview, but it's no real emotion. I feel like it's just to get attention. And she says, "I was married to a man, and we loved each other, but it wasn't enough." No, you didn't. The problem is you didn't love him. That's why it wasn't enough because only one side loved, the other side didn't love. But Toby she wasn't willing her. to give anything no that's not love love is it's compromise it's both sides it's doing things you don't want to do sometimes because it's better for the other person that's what love is yeah kate doesn't know how to do that she doesn't know how to do anything that's better for someone else unless it's good for her and that's that is not love but in this preview toby is crying and he's looking at her and he's saying this can't be the end of our this can't be how our story ends yeah and then that's the last thing you see in the preview thing Mm-hmm. Oh. It's just so let's get ready to be mad next week. Yeah, I'm gonna be real mad. So I think 
honestly, I think that's not as mad as we can get. I think we're going to reserve our best anger for next week when there is more of us and we can seem more like an angry mob. So we're going to do that <laughs> next week. <laughs> Dan Fogelman, dude, seriously, don't ever give your address out to anybody. No. Not <laughs> I'm not threatening you directly. I'm just saying there are other people in the world that might come at you. <laughs> so next week we got uh we have 911 and 911 lone star coming at you with one episode i hope you guys are liking how we're breaking these down so it's a little easier to take in and to watch or to listen to so you'll see that one episode next week and you'll see another episode of this is us and the resident next week both come out on sunday and you will see another medical i know it doesn't make sense that i call it medical wednesday because it's an m and a w but medical wednesday station 19 and grace on wednesday so there's that watch for those and you can join our Facebook group of This Is Us, Pearson Family Fan Club, or the resident Chestnut Family Fan Club. Lots of members in those group. But we want to remind you that if you join This Is Us, be kind, do not be petty. And we're all adults having conversations about a fictional show. No fat shaming. Yes. So just remember that if you join our group. But we'd love to have you over there conversations are rampant let's get uh join our resident group and we'll start more conversations there we need that group. the group needs to be so active and now it's uh kind of quiet so let's get plateau. people excited again yeah so join us over there and on that note we'll see you in a week bye guys bye, bye. <laughs> so if you guys want to find us on facebook all you have to do is search in facebook for family fan club all 15 yeah i said 15 of our groups are going to pop up for you you want a specific group you can always go check out our podcast pages we will have our groups listed in there and you can find us on any of our social media which is twitter and instagram and tiktok as fandom family chats and we are constantly trying to get you fun content jeanette is our tiktok wizard trying to get you fun videos there usually has a lot of dudes on there so there's a you know there's that for you (laughs) we have our twitter and instagram is not as active as we'd like it to be and we're working on that but still if you have any questions for us if you want to get involved with what we're doing if you want to know more about what we do or maybe some interviews we have coming down the pike you can hit us up on any of those resources or you can email us at familyfanclub2021 at gmail.com we check that almost religiously so reach out to us there and we'll get back to you watch out for our website coming soon we're going to have some merch available for you if you'd like to wear some of our show merchandise for family fan clubs and fandom family chats as well as we're going to make some ffc merch for some of the shows we're on like team wolf or vampire diaries we're going to have some fun things for you there so watch out for that keep an eye out for that and uh if you are able to look at our youtube page subscribe to that and keep an eye on our on our facebook page we have fandom family chats we're gonna make it some announcements here in the near future about a big 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 huge event we've got coming down the pike in june of 2023 so watch out for that get ready to listen to some crazy stuff next week again and we'll see you real soon